Okay, let's begin. We're going to learn tonight the Matnas Chaim from Matnas Solomon on page Ayin Beis. This is the Chelek on Yamim Neiroim. And he has a beautiful piece here on the bottom uh, under the headline of Aye Makaim Kevaydei. Oid Kasev Bedas Tzavunais. He's quoting from the Ramchal's Das Tzavunais. Chidish Be'inyin Hanal V'zel Lashayin. V'teidi Oid. This is what the Ramchal writes. You should know something. Even though it's true that Hashem's covered is everywhere. We say in Davening that um, and then we say His covered fills the world. There's no place in the entire Bria that the covered, the glory of Hashem is not present. He's everywhere. Says so the Ramchal says that that's true. It's true that the covet is everywhere. But just because it's everywhere does not mean that it's everywhere equally. There are some places that the covet of the Shechina is much more dense, it's much more um, concentrated. Where is that place? There's a special place in the world that whoever wants to cleave to him can go and seek him out there. That you should go and seek out his, uh, his place and you should go there. It doesn't say in the Torah, it's interesting, wherever it says in the Torah, um, about the Makim HaMikdash, it never says where it is. It always says, You should go to where he dwells, and, uh, and that's where you'll find him. Or we say, um, by the, by the um, in, in Sai Parshas Re'eh, by the Gimel Regalim, we say, where are you supposed to go? Where are you, Ayla Regal? You think it says in the Torah, go to Yerushalayim, to the base of the No. It says, you should go, the place that Hashem chose to dwell. Never says in the Torah Yerushalayim. It's interesting. It says, I mean, it says the word Yerushalayim in the Torah, but it doesn't say it in reference to the Makam. It never gives us that that the place exactly where it is. We know what it means, but the Torah doesn't say it. Um... So that's the place in the Makam HaMikdash, in Yerushalayim, is a specially concentrated place where you'll find the Shekhinah. You can go anywhere. You can find the Shekhinah in Las Vegas. You can find the Shekhinah in, uh, in anywhere in the world. But the Iker Makam, if you want to really be saturated with, with, with Hashras HaShekhinah, there there's one place in the universe, and that's the place of Yerushalayim and the Beis HaMikdash. The Kama Sedarm Umarachas Yitztarchol Inyan Zeh Ba'agdara Rabbah At Shegeli Dabak Yerushasai Zayis Yisparach Val Inyan Zeh Oymed Kal Tavnis HaMishkan VaMikdash And this is why I wanted to learn it with you tonight, this piece, because it's talking about the Mishkan, and this week's parasha is Truma. We're not going to have a chance to speak about Truma this uh, Friday Shabbos because it's an off Shabbos, but we'll get a little bit of a, of a time for it now. That this is what the Tachnes HaMishkan and Mikdash are. Makim lefnimi makim. It's a place within a place. Ad lefnai v'lefnim sheshama kavit sharili darish v'li matzal and vakshan li davik Meaning 
there's many different um, areas, zones of Kedusha. Makim lifnimi makim. So that means like you come into Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is a place that the Kedusha is starting to get more dense, more thick. The air is thick with Kedusha. Vira dar Yisrael makim. But then you drive to Yushalayim. You come into the outskirts of Yushalayim. Samach v'nira. There's already a, an intensity of Kedusha. Then you go Lufnim Menachemis, you go into the old city. That's really holy. And then you go down to the Kaisal. And if you and if the basement would be around, you'd be able to go into the Azara and then into the uh the Azarsnashram, the Azara, and then the uh Lufnaiv Lufnim. There's there's different zones of holiness, but don't think that the covet of the of the Rabbanishlam is equally uh dispersed throughout the entire universe. It's not. There is places in the world that it gets much, much more uh, intense, and and if you really want to be mistabic in the Shechina, you have to go there. People that are sensitive, people that have a feel for these things, um, you know, they they some people they like have to go to the Kaisal. When they're in Eretz Yisrael, they have to go to the Kaisal, and even in Chutzlars, they like some. I've spoken to people. They say like, I just need to daven for an hour at the Kaisal, and then I'm gonna. I just gonna. I'll jump back on the plane and come home. Because they feel it. They're, they feel that there is, that you can tap in to the Kedusha. There's like a, a hot spot, like, a, you know, the Wi-Fi is, is stronger there, the connectivity, and they're not wrong. It's not like in their minds. It's true. There is, in the world, there's a, a, a much thicker sense of Kedusha in the air uh, by the Kaisal, and there is other places. And in the Mikdash and the Mishkan, Mishkan in, in the Midbar, there was the same idea. Now, if you think that that's just, all right, maybe on planet Earth, but probably when you go up to Shamayim, it's probably not such a big deal to be in Yerushalayim. It's not true. He says, even in the Tzva Maila, even the Malachim in the heavens, they're praising this special intense covet that's found in Yerushalayim. And then we say, Baruch Kavad Hashem Mimekaymai. That Hashem's covet is blessed mim kaimai from his place. Because he is the that what's his his that's his place. That's where he's choosing to be Masha Because the covet is uplifted from the Shevach of his actions. Shar Sarah Ailam Amru. Okay, that's the Ramchal, that's in the Dastavunis. Now I want to learn with you tonight what Ramatisyo's Haisafa is, a Gavaldag Haisafa. The Hainu Shayusai Chalkvaid Hashem, whom Yuchakashir Baim Aivde Hashem, when people that want to serve Hashem come, Mivakshe Vidarsha Hashem, and they're seeking, there are people that are looking to find Hashem. They want to cling, they want to cleave to Hashem. They want that connection. And they come together in a unified place. In that place that you have a cluster of people that gather and they want to be in a makam of Kedusha, there is an intensity of Kedusha there. People create the Kedusha there. That by, by many people coming to one central location and converging on it in order to get close to the Rabbi Nishalem, that itself creates a matzav of intense Kedusha. That's Hashem's makim.
And that's where his covet is palpable. All people that are seeking out Hashem would come to the Mishkan or to the Mikdash. It's not just the base that she's saying. It's any place that there is an asifa of people that are coming together for kveid shamayim. There, you'll find an intensity. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to go to Yerushalayim. If we're in this, you know, if if let's say. Uh, we were tonight together trying to be misachah, we're trying to come together in this vat and be, and be miachet shmebelem and, and, and find kvayda yisbarach, then this would be a place of Asher HaSashrinah. This would be a place that the, his covet is very recognized. What makes his covet? What, is covet just like a, an intangible thing that like is sitting in it? Covet is created by people that are trying to be mechabed somebody. Right? So if I'm, if, if, Ten of us, let's say, are going. We're trying to be say Baruch uh, Hashem Kaimai Kedusha. We have a Kedusha. We have a minion. That itself is creating a matzav of of Kveit Shemayim. So we create the Kveit Shemayim. We coming together and saying Kedusha and, and being Shabbat Hashem. That's Hakadosh Baruch Hu's covet is palpable. Is 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 patent there. Nowadays, as we so we have no base on Mikdash. I am a kaim kavida. Where exactly is his kavod? Where would you find it? Heichan hu amakam by misasim or misachtem darsh Hashem or marvin kaved shemayim. Where do you think that you would find a a gathering of people that are that are looking to get a connection with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, coming together at once and uh, and 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 being marvin kaved shemayim? Where do you think that that would be? We don't have a base of mikdash. Where would it be? So Isa Bechazal, Miyam Shachar Beis Mikdash, Ein Lakadish Baruch Bay Lamai, El Dalad Amashalachavodad, a base Madrash. Wherever there's a Dalad Amashalach, where people are sitting and learning Taira, that itself creates a Matzvah of Kvayt Shamayim. Vim Kain Achshav Shein Lan, a base Mikdash. Now we don't have a base Mikdash, but that's not a, it's, that's not a problem that's not solvable. Beis Hamedrash, Humakam Hamikdash Shalai, the base medrash is the place of the mikdash of Hakadosh Baruch Hu's mikdash today, and that's the makom of his kavod. Shamis kaim yichvayd Hashem lo'elam yismach Hashem emaisav. It gives us a new perspective on the on the base medrash. A lot of times we're so used to the base medrash that we take it for granted. We take it for granted. I just was reading an article. Somebody sent me, like, it's about 120 pages of stories that were gathered about my Rosh Hashiva of Aaron Shechter. So, so one of the stories was, and this is not an uncommon thing, somebody was using his cell phone in the building of Chaim Berlin, not in the base Medrash, in the building. And Rav Aaron passed by him in the hallway, and he got very upset with him, and he says, like, you know, he wanted to kick him out of Yeshiva just for speaking on the phone. And uh, he told me it was an emergency, and then, like, Irvine passed by him again, and he was still talking on the, well, the whole story, but Irvine, like, they had a whole, like, a whole back and forth, and it was a big, like, blow up. And then Irvine says, I know that you think that I'm, I'm exaggerating, and I know you probably think that I'm, I'm 
you know, overdoing it and that I went too far with you and I shouldn't have. And you're probably right. He says, but I'm afraid that if I don't make a macha about people on the phone in the building, and it was probably a flip phone. I'm sure it, was, it wasn't a smartphone. This was back, there was no, I don't think, you know, when Aaron was still, you know, with it and healthy, there wasn't, a, I don't think smartphones were, were existing yet. And if they were, I don't think anyone would have them in Chaim But he says, I'm afraid that if I don't make a macha about you talking in the hallway in a flip phone, before you know it, people are going to be talking in the base medish on their phones. Uh, you know, now, that story is like, it probably doesn't even make sense to you because you're so, and for my point, me too, like, we're so used to like doing it. We're on, we have laptops in the base medish and we have computers in the base medish and we have iPhones in the base medish and we have iPads in the base medish and Marmachimus in the base medish and like everything is, everything is technology. Okay, you know, whatever, it is what it is. And I think I'm definitely guilty as charged, but, um, but it's just so beautiful that like he was so worried that you might, like he couldn't imagine that somebody would speak on, the, on, on a phone in the base medish. Couldn't imagine, like that was like unthinkable. So he had to make a macha because he's afraid if he doesn't do it there, somebody may someday like do it, you know. And look what happened. I mean, I don't know what's going on in Chaim Berlin today, but like, you know, every base medish came out of the Just it's like a normal thing. It's a normal thing, and it shouldn't be a normal thing. But we we're used to it. But if you you know, do you think that in the base hamikdash there was, there would be a you know, people using their cell phones in the the Kaihanim, Bavidasim, Levim Bashir. You never know. I mean, who knows? Maybe they would. But um but it that that shouldn't if this is a makkah of covet, if this is a place of the covet of the Shrina, so it really doesn't make sense that you know we should use our phones in the basement. We shouldn't be using our phones at all. But if we use it, we shouldn't be using it in the base medrash. And if we, you know, there's like a, there's a computer in the back of the base medrash, you know, in the corner back there. And um, so when they first put it in, I mean, they didn't ask, definitely didn't ask me about it. Um, but it was like, this is going back quite a while, I would say maybe a good 15 years. And it was like just cutting edge and they had, uh, you know, they wanted to put the Eitzra Chachma or Bar Ilan on it. It, was, it wasn't a bad idea, but like it just like uh, they just decided to do it, and then I remember it was Arab Shabbos. We just the computer was just installed maybe on a Thursday. It was Arab Shabbos, and there was like a a Kailo guy. It was a Talmud, and he was here for a number of years. He got married, and then he said to me, "Rebbe, you know, look, you know the you know the computer is in the back of the day. He's like pointing to it. I said, I said, it's not Shabbos stick, right? We should probably like cover it." His Shabbos stick? He says, it's not base medrash stick. It's not base medrash stick to have a computer in the base medrash. If you go to, I don't think that if you go to uh, Lakewood or you go to Chaim Berlin or you go to Tarvadas, you'll find anyone with a laptop in the base medrash. I, I just don't think so. I could be wrong. I don't do Is that true? Do you know? I don't know. Does, in our Chaim, do they have laptops in the base medrash? I don't think so. No. If you go like to, you know, like a serious. Yeah, yeah, but you know, like I, I don't think in Lakewood they would. What? I didn't say that. I, I'm saying a yeshiva that 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 has a real mashkiach. Um, you know, it, w- it would be unthinkable to have a to have a, a you know a, a laptop in a base medrash. It's just we we're used to it. Like if some the one guy once brought it in, nobody threw threw stones at him. 
or through Rotten Tomatoes, Adam. So another guy brought it in, another guy brought it in, and now everyone's bringing it in. What are they? They have a real computer? Or is yeah, it just for Eitzah Chachma? Probably just for Eitzah Chachma. But there's a computer there. Yeah. Like the... yeah, that's in the Eitzah. It's not on the... That's where I used to learn, by the way. I, I, I very rarely... I love learning in the Eitzah. That's where I used to just... Yeah, that, that's where my main learning took place in that room. But, um... But that's the, uh, you know, that, that's what we're... I'm not, I'm not being a Kanai. I'm just, I'm just stating the obvious. It's like... In the mirror, Reb Nassim Svifinko was like, he, uh, he made huge machais. He didn't want any, I don't think he wanted anyone in the mirror to own a smartphone, but let alone to, to use it in the base matters or in any, in any of the buildings of Yeshiva was like a strictly, strictly for, forbidden. That's, you know, that, that was the days that it was still a Melchama. Now, you know, the Sahara got into our bedrooms, they got into our living rooms, they got into our base matters, into the shuls, and, and we use it. It's like, uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty as charged. I'm not saying that I'm firmer than anybody else. I'm not, but it's just, but if we could step back a little bit and try to, you know, go back to the, you know, the, the origins of it, it was something that like would be unthinkable at first because it's a muck, it's a kavodashrina. You know, I remember going back like 20, 30 years in Brooklyn, like the first time I saw a guy bring a newspaper into shul was like, what are you doing? You know, it was like somebody brought a New York Times in and like maybe by, or maybe it was just one of these free papers and like by Chazar Sashatz. You know, it's always that one guy that's like looking at it during Chazar Sashatz and like, you know, for me, that was still like, and then like, uh, okay, you know, then once you see it a couple of times, it's normal. You know, you start doing it also. But, but that's how things like Gedarim are, are, are designed to hopefully be strong enough to, but, you know, that was Ramatisio's great legacy was that he was trying to be like him against this or that. It wouldn't be a layup. It's not, not saying that since that Asifa, you know, nobody's using the internet, they are. And nobody is, everybody's, you know, everybody that would have used it before probably continued, but at least there's a, you know, concepts of like, they are, people, there's a concept at least of having a filter on the phone, a concept of not using it in a base matters maybe, or not bringing it into the house, or not, have, you know, there, it, at least it created some recognition that there's a problem. That itself is something, but in a place that has kvayde shalmakim, a place that that Hashem's Shechina is in, which is a yeshiva, which is Befrada based Medrash, that's the Makkah, that's where, that's where it all happens. So then, you know, to have any breach of Kvayt Shamayim is, is really wrong. You know, it's, it's not so Pasha to eat in a base Medrash. Like, you have to, in order to eat in a base Medrash, you have to make a Tanai when the base Medrash is built that it's going to be for eating. And if you, it's, it's a big sugius about, about, you know, it's not so posh just that we eat in the base Medrash, have coffee in the base Medrash, and have donuts in the base Medrash. We, you know, we do it, and it's okay, but, like, it's not... If, if you're really understanding what a base Medrash is, it's like, this is the Azara today. This is a Makla Azara, and it's something that, you know, we have to at least give some thought to and, and try to get some recognition of what, what a base Medrash is and, and how, I'll, I'll tell you a cute story with Evaren. Um, it was, again, going back many years, but it was just the, the, the cell phone was just coming on the market, and it was all flip phones. They didn't have, and everyone had flip phones. There wasn't, you know, it wasn't, there was no smartphones at the time. 
It was a flip phone was like cutting edge. You know, just that had it. You have the ability to talk on a phone. It's a crazy thing if you stop and think about it. It's also something that we don't understand how amazing it used to be. When I was growing as a kid, there's no, there no flip phones. If you wanted to get a call from somebody, you had to literally sit by your phone and wait for a call. Or you can have an answering machine. But like, you know, if you're expecting a call, it's not like you can't carry on a phone and go to yeshiva and come back and know that, you know, you're not missing anything. You have to, if you're expecting a phone call, let's say you're waiting for a shatham to call you back or you're waiting for a, a business meeting or whatever, you have to sit by your phone because you can't just drive. You, you, you're not, you're going to be out of the loop. There's a crazy world before that. Or maybe it was a normal world because at least then when you drove, you knew that you, there's no break, right? You just, you could have actually a, a normal drive. You can listen to some sheer, you can listen to some music. You don't have to like keep talking and thinking and like, you know, texting and, but so I was at a chasna with Ervaren, and it was an outdoor chuppah, and it was one of these, like, f- like f- you know, four guys holding a pole. So this friend, the chasna was mechabin me as one of his friends. He was mechabin me to hold a pole for the chuppah. Okay. Which means that I, got, I had a front row seat to watch what was about to happen, which was a crazy story. Um, so Ervaren was Masada the Kedushan, and... Picture the scene. There was like a big, big crowd. It was like at a hall in Borough Park, maybe. And Ravaren was about, you know, Ravaren was very regal. He was like very malchistic. And he was about to start saying the, the Birchus Erisin, start the, the ceremony of, of, of a chasna on the Chapa. And the father of the Kala had a, all of a sudden his phone goes off, starts ringing. And this guy, you know, his daughter is getting married right now. It's not like it's ten minutes from now. It's not like they're taking pictures. It's this is your daughter is about to get married, and the, his phone starts ringing, and he takes the call. He takes the call, and he's like schmoozing with a person. I don't know who it was. Doesn't matter. He's schmoozing with a person. No, 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 just my daughter's getting married. No, no, no. Or if Aaron was like, his face was beet red. He was so mad. He was so mad. He couldn't like he, he could not understand what, what was going on, and and he says, "Can you please hang up the phone? Your daughter is about to get married. Your daughter is about to get married. Can you please hang up the phone?" The guy was like, oh, "I'm sorry," you know, like, uh, and but you know. Ravaran understood what Kveit Shamayim is. Ravaran had a very, very, uh, you know, he had radar for Kveit Shamayim. His antennas were up for Kveit Shamayim. He was able to know exactly what's going on. He walks into the base matters. He could, he could feel the base matters. He had that sonar to him. He had a, I was just telling somebody the other day that um, he had the ability to come into a base matters and our base manager is pretty full, but Chaimelin base manager is probably four times the size of ours, and it probably has four times the amount of Bachram, probably more. And Ravan would give a mimer, which is like a schmooze, but he would give it at certain times of the year, like, you know, before Hanukkah, or on Hanukkah, and uh, for the Pachid Yitzchak's yard site, and before Pesach, and on Pesach. Anyway, he would give it, it's like a thing in Chaimelin, the, the mimerum. And he would sit down in his seat. Everybody would stand up. He would sit down, you know, at the front of the base matters. He would sit there when he was giving his mimer. He would look around the room like this. And he knew exactly, within three seconds of scanning the room, who was there and who was not there. 
And you better have been there because if you weren't there, you would hear about it. Or at least I, I did. You know, like he would, he would, he, you know, he would know who was there. It's a very, it's not an easy thing to do. It's maybe it's, you know, in this room, you know, it's maybe doable. But imagine if there is a thousand people, two thousand people, and you're able to know exactly who was there and who was not there. That's a pretty cool gift. But yeah, because he had he had a sense of of propriety. He was like a very proper. He, he just his his antennas were up. He was very in touch with what was going on in, in a ruchniyistic sense, and it's a matter. You know, if we're if we don't understand what we're talking about tonight about the base medrash and eating and a phone and a, uh, you know, it's because we're we're so desensitized. It's not really our fault. We grew up already with this concept. It's fine to have a, ba- a phone in the base medrash. Fine to schmooze in the base medrash. Fine to eat in the base medrash. Fine to bring sushi into the base medrash. Fine. It's all good. It's all good. All of I were in the base matter. That's you know that's that's itself a, a big mile. If you're in the base matter, that no one's going to give you trouble. What you're doing with it because we're ha- we're so happy that you're in the base matter. But th- it would be a mile that we could all really work on, especially Parshas Truma. You know, to just be a little. Co- I'm not saying to do anything I'm not saying that you know we're not going to use our phones. We're not going to use the laptops. We're not going to make a call or take text somebody. I, I, I'm sure that that it w- would be too much to ask of everybody, but. At least to like be aware that it's not a hundred percent mutter. That itself is a madriga. I think the Bali Musr would say that you can't compare doing an Avera with a Krechts and doing an Avera without a Krechts. A Krechts is like, oh, you know, sometimes you do an Avera and you couldn't care less, and then sometimes you care. You just, you know, you feel bad about it. That feeling bad is not Dram Shlomabakach. It's not a nothing. The fact that you sighed a little bit, that sigh can, can save you a lot of Gehenim in the next world because it means that you had a little bit of a conscience. So if we're doing something in the base Medrash that might not be perfectly base Medrash thick, but if we're at least understanding that it's not really L'chatzchil, but I, I need to bring my phone. I, I, can't, I can't exist with that. I need it for my Mekayimus. I need it for texting. I need my Chavris is going to call me. I need it, okay? But at least we should, all of us should understand that it's not really a normal thing if, if the base manager is really the ayim akayim kavayda of the world, now that we don't have a base mikdash, we have dalan amashalacha. The base medrash is like that holy place. It behooves us at least to chop like what we're not doing in the base medrash right, even if we're going to continue doing it. But at least we know that 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 kind of guy was dead on. He was spot on. He was, like it's not base medrash. Like that computer, you know, does not belong in the base medrash. You put it out and put it in the room on the side. Why does it have to be in the base medrash on Shabbos? It's just not, it's not a normal thing, but we're, it became part of the furniture now. I'll tell you one last story, a crazy story. Not with Ivarin, but with, it was with a janitor in yeshiva, custodian here in, in the yeshiva, uh, years ago, years ago. I know I sound like an old man when I, maybe, maybe I'm an old man, but like, I, you know, it, this is a mice that happened probably 15, 20 years ago. There was like this, this, like a little, he was like a little weird, the janitor. He was like a, I don't even know what he was. He was like a weird guy, but like he was, uh, he was always like a little shicker, a little high. He was, he was something going on with him. He died, and he died like that year of this mice. He died actually a few days after this mice, I'm going to tell you, happened. I was taking an elevator with him down, and he, uh, he said to me, uh, he said, I'm so happy. I said, why are you so happy? He says, because I used to clean on the third floor. That was my floor. And now they just put me into the big study hall. 
you know, the base Medrash, that, that he got the job to clean the Taranut, went to him, he got the, the job to clean the, I said, so why, why are you so happy? What do you care? What, do, what difference does it make? He says, are you kidding me? He says, when I'm in that room, I feel God's presence. This guy with a Salem cross around his neck, he's a real Catholic, a real, real from guy, and like, he feels God's presence when he's cleaning the base Medrash. It was a schuss for him, like, he, he feels like so lucky to have chopped that job of sweeping the base matters because he feels God's shrina in the base matters. A guy. And I was like, I felt so embarrassed. Like, I'm the mashkech of the yeshiva. I can't say that. I can't say I come into the base matters and I'm like, whoa, this is a different avira. This is already something very different than the dining room, than the labs, and the, than my office. I don't feel it. But this guy does feel it. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And you know what the pshat is? The pshat is that we're in the base medrash so much that to us it's like an, it's like another room. It's like our dorm room. In a way, it's a limitzchus on us because, like, you know, in shul also, like, if you ever see a gayish lahavdil, if you ever see like on television, whatever that is, like a like a you know like a wedding in a church, you ever see that? Or or they might have like you know if you really you know. You see a movie and, and people are in a church for whatever reason on Sunday. No one talks. There's no talk, no schmoozing in a church. People sit there like church mice. That's where the, that's where the expression goes. They, they just sit there and they, they listen to the Galach talk and they, they give money to the pushka there and uh, and, they, and then they go out and they schmooze outside. They don't they don't talk in the in the church. There's not, there's not a thing talking in a church. You don't talk in a church. To the best of my knowledge, at least in the movies, there's not. But. But you go, and this is, uh, I'm going to be Melamitzchus, so I don't think I'm, I'm speaking badly back life. So you go into the average shul before we all got very religious lately about not talking in shul, but like, you know, a regular shul, regular, you know, people are talking. Old Dami can't, wherever you shouldn't be talking, they're talking. How could that be? How, how could a guy, you know, be so, have such. You know decorum in their in their churches and their makamav adizara and a, and a yid can't do that, and I think that the answer is very pushed. Look at what a yid does. A yid is there for dafyaimi, you know, before davening, and then he davens in the shul every single, not just Sunday, not just kratzmach, every single day, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, mincha, Mayrev, shiurim, Shabbos, Shabbos afternoon, Aina groups, kiddush. You know, most of our mail could get delivered to the shul. We we. We spend more time in the shul very often than at, than at home. Between the between work, house, shul, probably spend more time, you know, w- more waking hours in shul than we do uh, than we do at home. And in yeshiva, for sure, right? We're we're we're, we're in the base matters day and night. So for us, it just becomes we're here so often that we're it's like Levi Gaspa. We don't we don't we lose recognition for it, but precisely because we're there so much. So it's a limitz chus for Klai Yisrael. Yeah, it's difficult for us to not talk because it's, it's comfortable for us. You know, it, it's, this is our, it's our living room. Like the Gemara says that Bey Rav, my Bey Rav, Bey Rav, this is the, it's the house of Tamidacham. Your living room is the base Medrash. You're not going to the hub, you're not going into the, you know, the, you're, you're, you're in the basement, that you, you, the place that you enjoy, or you should be enjoying, is very, so I'm there, this, this is, this is, I'm comfortable there, it's my living room. So what do you do in a living room? You schmooze and you eat and you, you go on your laptop, you go on your, on your smartphone, because you're comfortable there. It, 
I'm not saying it's not it's not a you know, it's not a heter, but it's a limitzchos. A guy, you know, this guy that was a janitor, you know, he doesn't have he, he for him it's a schos. He's coming. He knows that this is a holy room. He sees the holy books. He sees the aranakaidish. He sees people learning Tyra. So for him, it's like this is godly. If we would go into, if we would have, you would have, you know, Pamachas Bashan, you had one chance a year to go into a base marriage, you would also feel it. But because we're there, Baruch Hashem, so often, it, it takes away the experience. And the base of Mikdash was the same way. The base of Mikdash, they were so scared of people getting desensitized from the holiness of the experience. Chaim Shemav is the whole, the whole Muslim Shemav, that, that it says, Habad Derech Shar Mizrach has to go out, Derech Shar Mayrev. There was you. You couldn't just like go in and out of the same door in the base of Mikdash. If you go in through one door, you have to leave. They don't. They didn't let you turn around. You have to go out through the other. You know why? Because if you go in one door and then you go out and in and out, you're going to think, okay, I, I own this part. This is my. Then now this is my area. No, you you don't own anything. You just keep moving. Just keep walking. We don't want you to get desensitized to the experience. We want you to be able to feel like, wow, you go into the base of you see this is like the Shulchan and the and the Mizbeach and the, the Levim and the Kaihanim, it's an experience, the Chavaya. If you're just like in there every single day, even the Kayanim were not really, they had Mishmaris, they had, you know, a couple of days, you get it, a couple of days, I get it. It's like, a, they wanted to keep it like a real Chavaya experience for people. Precisely because of this, they didn't want us to become like, been there, done that, ho-hum, like, uh, and then there's nothing. If, if you're going to be bored in the Vesemikdash, if you're not impressed with the Vesemikdash in the Mishkan, then, you know, you're not. So this is an important thing. Parshas Truma, a takeaway from Parshas Truma, is to be able to recognize <laughs> that the covet of Hashem, where is it found? It's found in a place that people gather to be mevakesh Hashem. They're looking, they're seeking Hashem. Where is that? In the pizza store, they're seeking Hashem. They're, they're seeking Hashem in the Mishkan, in the Mikdash, and Bamanei Senerav, we don't have that, in the base, base Madrash. And the covet of the Shechina is in the base. When you walk into that door, if you'd have special glasses that you could see the Shechina with, you would see the Shechina when you walk into the We don't have those glasses. But if we would, we have to believe, like that guy was able to feel it, we should be able to feel it. And if we don't feel it, then we have to try to maybe make some gedarm for ourselves, what we're allowing ourselves to do, or not, or we're gonna, what we're looking at, what we're not looking at, what we're going to you know, clamp down on a little bit, just so that to keep a hakara recognition that it's not a room like a laboratory and, and the offices, and the, it's a special room. The Beis medrash is something that's beautiful, it's unique, it's holy. There's a safer tire there. There's Sfarma. There's a place that B'nai Tyre learn. Yaim Malayland. There's, there's the air is thick with Kedush, with Kveid Hashem. And if we could really like think about this and appreciate uh, these holy places that Baruch Hashem was to have, then, um, you know, during Corona, we were deprived of it. And like, we, I think, you know, the, the hope would be, I was hoping that when I could come back into that Lakshul, I'm going to really appreciate it. I'm not going to take it. And then, of course, you know, two days later, you're back on your phone, you're back doing all your shtick. But, you know, Corona was like, it was, a, it was like a one-minute lesson. And, you know, I thought, chastness, okay, we're going to have, like, simple chastness from now on. You know, you see that you don't need a, a thousand people at your chastness to make it, to get married. You don't need to spend $100,000. It lasted maybe one minute. And then people were like, they had all that pent-up money, I guess, to spend, that they were spending more now. But... Corona taught us, like, you know, like, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you know, set, maybe HaKadosh Baruch Hu was trying to tell us, you know, buddy, like, 
learn a little, think about what, what, you know, what you're not doing right in the base of Medrash, and then I'll open it up again for you. I'm going to deprive you of it so you could think and you could yearn, you could mishtake it for it, you could, have, you could pine for it a little bit, and then, and then we'll start all over again. Uh, we shouldn't have to go through another corona or any of the other uh, terrible gezeras that Klai Yisrael were, were, were separated, severed from the makim of the Mikdash in our, in our t- times, but uh, in order to be assured that we won't have to be taken out of our base Medrash, we have to be able to have this appreciation when we have the base Medrash. This is a makim ka'en zekim, basically kim, v'zesh ha'ar